The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, <coughs> Tri Saptabihi, seven multiplied by three, that is to say, twenty-one. Pita, Father, Putaha, purified. Pitribihi, with your forefathers. Saha, all together. Te, your. Anaga, O most sinless personality. Pralat Maharaj. Yad, because. Sado, O great saintly person. 
Asya. Of this person. Kule. In the dynasty. Jataha. Took birth. Bhavan. You. Why? Indeed. Kula Pavanaha. The purifier of the whole dynasty. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai The Supreme Personality of Godhead said My dear Prahlad, O most pure, O great saintly person Your father has been purified Along with 21 forefathers in your family Because you were born in this family The entire dynasty has been purified Repeat after me, responsively The Supreme Personality of Godhead said my dear Prahlad, O most pure, O great saintly person, your father has been purified along with 21 forefathers in your family. Because you were born in this family, the entire dynasty has been purified. Purport. The word three saptabihi means seven multiplied by three. In one's family, one can count back four or five generations to one's great-grandfather or even one's great-grandfather's father. But since the Lord mentions 21 forefathers, this indicates that the benediction expands to other families also. <coughs> Before the present family in which one has taken birth, one must have been born in other families. Thus, when a Vaishnava takes birth in a family, by the grace of the Lord, he purifies not only that family, but also the families of his previous births. Om Agyanati Mirandasya Gyananjana Chalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasme Sri Guruve Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadam Hayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavane Bhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadara Sri Vasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Translation. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, My dear Prahlad, O most pure, O great saintly person, your father has been purified along with 21 forefathers in your family. Because you were born in this family, the entire dynasty has been purified. Hare Krishna. Thank you for being here. It's a slightly wet morning. Slightly cold too. I remember my father's name, of course, and I remember my grandfather's name. That's it. I do not know beyond that. I don't even know my great-grandfather's name. Right? 
How many of you know your great grandfather's name? <coughs> huh? No, no, it's already put. Come, I'll give it to you. <laughs> come, come, come. Hare Krishna. Hands up. How many of you know your great grandfather's name? <coughs> oh, that's good. Great great grandfather's name? Not sure. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Okay? But here we are talking about 21 generations getting purified. Now, um, we're coming to the tail end, almost the conclusion of this wonderful nectarian pastime between Pralat Maharaj, Hiranyakashipu, and Narsingadev. This canto has got 15 chapters. Okay? So, first 10 chapters is dealing with this pastime. Chapters 11 to 15 will deal with Varnashrama system. And then that pretty much would complete Swayambhu Manu's progeny and dynasty and all that. Where we know he has got five children. He was the first Manu. Okay? Five children. Who are the five children of Swayambhu Manu? Very good. Devahuti, Akuti, Prashuti, Uttanapad, and Priyavarata. And so, their whole lineage we've been seeing through and now is coming towards the end. Eight canto will begin with the other Manus. Right? So, in this tenth chapter, the Lord is still around, but he's winding up. Verse number 31, we'll see he will leave the scene. Okay? But we're now into verse 18. Another 13 verses, he'll leave the scene. And he leaves the scene with one word, he warns Lord Brahma, don't give this kind of benediction to demons like this again. <laughs> right? And he leaves. Right? Then, um, this chapter is also talking about the rewards that one gets for becoming an unalloyed devotee. Not that an unalloyed devotee actually performs devotional service in search of rewards, but these rewards automatically come. And they come not just for the devotee per se, but they come also for the generations, for the family members connected to that pure devotee. That's how powerful devotional service is. 21 generations, 21 generations right? Very powerful. So, in a way, you may think it's unfair. Oh, my forefathers, all they didn't do this kind of sacrifice and all that. I got to go through all this. They get the benefit. No, they still have to go through their karma. Yes, they'll get Sukriti. Like Hiranyakashipu, even though he, the Lord says he is purified and Hiranyakashipu has been delivered, he still has to take birth in higher planets to, be, to become a devotee. Right? So, but these rewards, in a way, are coming because of the behavior of the devotee and how they actually perform devotional service, the sadhana, and how they pray, how they reveal their heart and mind. It's not just theoretical knowledge that they blurt out from their mouth, but these prayers are actually 
heartfelt, realized knowledge. So knowledge first enters our head, our brain, Gyan, but they speak from the heart, which is Vigyan. Okay? That's how a pure devotee actually reveals the heart. So when we listen or read the prayers of these pure Vaishnavas, we're actually getting a glimpse into the window of their heart and mind. And by listening to these prayers, reading these prayers, we also get some purification and we learn how to pray. In, Ken in chapter 9, the previous chapter, we saw these wonderful prayers by Prahlad Maharaj as to how every single prayer was like a pearl of priceless wisdom. You can't put a price to it. And you see the importance of it because Prabhupada gave so many lengthy purports. Okay, it goes to show how deep and important each prayer was or is. So now he is getting these rewards, which is not asking for, but it's automatically coming. Right? Then the key word here today I'm looking at is in our purport is the last line, thus when a Vaishnava takes birth in a family, by the grace of the Lord, <clears throat> he purifies not only that family, but also the families of his previous birth. The key word is Vaishnava. <clears throat> Out of curiosity, I just turned the Karmi dictionary and looked up the meaning of Vaishnava, what the Karmi dictionary say. Okay. Very simple, just four or five words. Worshipper of Lord Krishna or Lord Vishnu, full stop. That's how Karmi dictionaries describe or define the word Vaishnava. But the word Vaishnava in our philosophy is so deep, it has got such a deep meaning that we cannot put a price to this one word Vaishnava. It opens up a reservoir, an unlimited yeah, reservoir of behaviors and characteristics of this individual where it's hard to actually measure up or even give some definition to it. So what is a Vaishnava? Who is a Vaishnava? Chapter Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya Leela Chapter 15 This is the pastime where Lord Chaitanya is in Jagannath Puri where it's after Radhayatra festival, the Radhayatra festival, and many devotees from various parts of Bengal, they actually come to Jagannath Puri to participate in the uh, Radhayatra festival. And they associate, take association with Lord Chaitanya, and they get instructions from him. So after the Rath festival, they stay on for four months, Chaturmasya period, and then during that period, there are lots of pastimes that Lord Chaitanya himself would perform with his uh, followers. Uh, Krishna Janmashtami comes and then they perform wonderful pastimes. They didn't perform Vrindavan Leela, like cowherd boys. And they dress up like that and they perform uh, Vijaya Dashami festival uh, pastimes. Uh, acting like Lord Ram and monkey soldiers and all that. And then when the time comes after Chaturmasya, when these devotees need to leave, they go up to Lord Chaitanya and he gives them instructions. 
And before he gives them, he glorifies one by one each devotee. And yesterday's class, we heard how one devotee, Vasudev Datta, was glorified. Okay. So like that, when he glorifies and they all leave one by one, one group of devotees went up to uh, Lord Chaitanya, headed by Satya Rajkan from Kulina Gram, some part of Bengal. So they approached Lord Chaitanya and said, please instruct us. Okay. Lord Chaitanya said, serve Vaishnavas. He just said, serve Vaishnava. So then Satya Rajkan asked, Vaishnava Siniba Kemane, how do I recognize a Vaishnava? K Vaishnava, who is a Vaishnava? Okay. Then Mahaprabhu answers, anyone who chants the holy name of Krishna just once is a Vaishnava. He is worshipable and is the topmost human being. So they take the instruction and they leave, go back to <coughs> Bengal. The following year, they come back and this repeats. Time to leave again, they approach Lord Chaitanya and again Satyaraj Khan with his group asks the question, please instruct us. And Mahaprabhu says, serve Vaishnava. Again he says that, serve Vaishnava. Again Satyaraj Khan asks the question, how do I recognize him? Who is a Vaishnava? This time Maharaj give, uh, Lord Chaitanya gives a different answer. He says, anyone who chants the holy name all the time is a Vaishnava. Right? So they take the instruction and they leave. Now the third year repeats. Right? Same thing, Satya Rajkan asks for instructions. And Lord Chaitanya says to the question, who is a Vaishnava? Lord Chaitanya answers, a Vaishnava is one who just by seeing him, you will automatically chant Hare Krishna. So in these three years, you, three, you see their, their consistencies and some difference too. Okay. What's the consistency? Chant the holy name, chant the holy name, chant the holy name. Right? Second consistency is serve Vaishnava, serve Vaishnava, serve Vaishnava. And the slight difference is in the answer. First year, anyone who just chants once, he's a Vaishnava. Second year, anyone who's chanting all the time is a Vaishnava. Third year, a Vaishnava, just by seeing him, you automatically want to chant, he's a Vaishnava. How do you understand this? See, when we serve Guru and Krishna sincerely, when we first come in contact with Guru and Krishna, we get simple instructions. Yeah, you chant Hare Krishna. Yeah, don't worry about offenses and all that. But then when we continue with that sincerity of serving and we develop some attachment and de devotion, then Guru and Krishna will actually reveal more to us and give us more deeper understanding. So second year is like now elevate, you now serve all who chant Hare Krishna. And then third year he goes even deeper where he says you got to actually just serve the pure Vaishnava. 
So that comes with sincerity of serving Guru and Krishna. Not that when we get instruction from Guru, that just remains constant or doesn't develop. It depends on our sincerity and our faith. Right? Now this chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra, we know everybody chants Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. We automatically chant. Okay? We think it's just an ordinary mantra. Those who know it is actually non-different from Krishna will be more attentive and actually give it more attention and be absorbed in chanting when we actually go through the chanting process. But we have to sometimes take a step back to understand the merit of chanting Hare Krishna. Chaitanya Charitamrita actually says about the merit of chanting Hare Krishna. It is, um, what does it say? Even if you donate in charity 10 million cows during the eclipse of the sun, even if you live at the confluence of Yamuna and Ganga rivers for millions of years, even if you donate mountains of gold to a brahmana in charity, all these do not measure up to one hundredth the merit of chanting Hare Krishna. That's how powerful it is. It's unimaginable. Okay? And we are so privileged in this lifetime to be chanting Hare Krishna. Why do I say that? Canto 3, chapter 33, text number 7 of the Bhagavatam, it says, in this lifetime, and I've said this before, in this, in previous classes, in this lifetime, for one to be able to chant Hare Krishna, it means in all our previous lives, we have studied all the Vedic literatures. We have bathed in all the holy places of pilgrimage and all the holy rivers. We have performed all Vedic sacrifices and in this lifetime we are getting the mercy and opportunity to chant Hare Krishna. That's how privileged we are. Not only that, in this lifetime we have got a human body which is very, very rare to be able to chant Hare Krishna. Not only that, in this lifetime we are born on planet Earth. Bumilok, Bulok. Why? Why is being born on Bulok so special? In this material universe, only two planets we got direct passport to enter the spiritual world. One is Lord Brahma's Brahmaloka, the other one is Bulok. Not only that, we are here in Melbourne, which is Srila Prabhupada's Tirtha. A pure Vaishnava has literally walked these grounds. He has walked this temple room. He has been on the altar. There are specks of dust from his lotus feet which are still residing some part of some corner of this temple room or the altar or these grounds outside. How privileged we are. Right? Now, let's talk about 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saying, serve Vaishnava, serve Vaishnava, serve Vaishnava. Okay. What are the qualities of a Vaishnava? Yesterday, the speaker covered some qualities of a Vaishnava. Today, we'll go a little bit deeper into that. But before we talk about the qualities of a Vaishnava, let's talk about the qualities of the shelter of all Vaishnavas. Who is the shelter of all Vaishnavas? Lord Krishna. How many qualities does Lord Krishna have? I am getting, I am hearing two answers, 64 and unlimited. Unlimited. Unlimited is true because he is God. Okay? But at the same time, Srila Rupa Goswami, through consulting various scriptures and various previous acharyas, actually identified 64 qualities of Lord Krishna. Okay? Now, these 64 qualities, when compared to Lord Narayan, Lord Narayan has how many qualities? 60. So, Lord Krishna has got 64, Lord Narayan 60. So, there's four difference. What are the four that Krishna has that Lord Narayan doesn't have in full? One is Venu Madhurya, Leela Madhurya, Prema Madhurya, Rupa Madhurya. Okay, the four qualities. What is Venu Madhurya? Venu Madhurya is where Krishna plays his enchanting, mesmerizing tunes on his flute. When he is going out to graze the cows in the pastures of Vrindavan, he goes with Lord Balaram, the cowherd boys and all that. And when he starts playing his flute as he's entering Vrindavan, magical things happen just from the sound of the flute. Right? The cows, suddenly as they're grazing the grass, suddenly their ears just perk up. Okay, they cup their ears to receive every single note of the sound of his flute. They are stunned. You know? And the calves which are drinking milk from the udders of the mother cows, the cows, they stop drinking and with mouth, their mouth milk still dripping, they are too stunned with their ears up perked upright. The birds which are flying in the sky, they don't have the strength to fly, they find the nearest branch. They rest on the branch, they close their eyes and they are mesmerized by the sweet enchanting sound of the flute and in rapt attention, they close their eyes and hear. The rivers, the waters which flow normally in one direction, they get so agitated, instead of flowing down, they actually stop, they flow rivers and they go round and round, like whirlpools. It's like they want to embrace Krishna by, just because of hearing the sounds of his flute. Lord Narayan doesn't play the flute. Right? Then Rupa Madhuri. For the past few weeks, 
Damodar month, we've been singing this Damodara Astakam. Muhus chumbita bimbam rakta daram me. It describes how beautiful and how his cherubic good looks are. Okay. So, so beautiful that even Cupid is enchanted. Madan Mohana Mohini. Okay. His soft curly black locks, okay. reddish lips. Okay. And his Leela Madhuri, okay, where we see him performing wonderful pastime like this Damodar Leela, his stolen butter is running around and you can visualize Mother Yashoda chasing him. Right? Govardhan Leela, cow herding with the boys and playing games and getting, fighting, killing monsters and demons and all that. Prema Madhuri, he is surrounded by pure devotees who are in Madhurya Ras. Sweet, sweet, loving, blissful um, um, qualities that they have. Lord Narayan too has got lots of wonderful, loving uh, devotees. But Lord Narayan is served in the mood of awe and reverence, not in Madhurya Ras. Right? So that's a quick summary of the 64, the four that Lord Krishna has and that um, is not in Lord Vishnu or Lord Narayan or partially present. Lord Narayan or Lord Vishnu, yeah, Rupa, Rupa Madhuri, there is there is that beautiful, um, Lord Vishnu looks very, very handsome, very beautiful, but not to the extent of sweetness that Krishna has. Now when we compare Lord Vishnu to Lord Shiva, Lord Shiva has got how many qualities? 55. So there's five that Lord Vishnu has that Lord Shiva doesn't have or has impartiality. What are the five? Uh, liberating those who are killed by him. Yeah. So he liberates those who are the enemies, well, he has his pastimes and then he, in, in the Leela, he actually kills the enemies and he liberates them, right? And he's also the attractor of all the liberated sages, okay? Then he is very, very powerful, of course. He's a source of all incarnations. And he's got unlimited universes which are coming out from the pores. Lord Shiva doesn't produce universes. Right? Then, um, when we compare Lord Shiva's 55 to the Jivas, the Jiva Tattvas, Jivas have how many qualities? Jiva Tattva at most, maximum, can have 50. Then he is a possessor of all the mystic perfections. We don't have that. 
we want it, we desire it. Okay? And he's all cognizant, he knows everything. We think we know everything. <laughs> right? And he's changeless and he's ever fresh. That's Lord Shiva. So now, coming to the 50, and to answer the question, who is a Vaishnava? What are the qualities of a Vaishnava? A pure Vaishnava is one who has these 50 qualities in fullness. So, that's what we are aiming for, to become a pure devotee. Becoming a pure devotee means trying to attain these 50 qualities in fullness. Can't go beyond that. That's a limitation for the jivas. But we are conditioned living entities. Which means this 50 also, we are not there, we don't have it in fullness, we have this in little minute quantities. Qualitatively, yes, it is there. But because we are conditioned, we are covered by maya, so these qualities are actually lying passive, or even when they surface, they come in glimpses, not all at the time, just a little bit here and there, because of the covering of Maya. So that's why we see the Shikshatakam we hear, Chertano, or the Cheto Darpana Marjanam, clean the mirror of the heart. So we are conditioned. Our goal is to move to achieve these 50 qualities in fullness and to give us some understanding of the examples of devotees who possess these 50 qualities in fullness. This chapter addresses that and this chapter is titled Prahlad, the best among exalted devotees. Right? A pure Vaishnava, like Prahlad, is one who has realized that he is a spirit soul. I use the word realized, not just theoretical knowledge where we go around, you're a spirit soul, you're a spirit soul. He has realized that he is a spirit soul and he knows that the constitutional position of the spirit soul is to be a servant of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Jivere Swarupa Hoy Krishnere Nityadas. And he knows that he needs to be not just a servant, he has realized that he needs to be a servant of the servant of the servant. Gopi Bartahu Pada Kamalayor Dasa Dasa Anudas. And he knows, he has realized that he has got a natural attraction for the Lord. Natural. It's like early in this pastime, we go back a little bit flashback. We do a little bit of flashback, okay? To, to highlight this point about the natural attraction. Where Remember the time when Hiranyakashipu took Prahlad on his lap and asked him the first time, he said, what is the best that you've learned in school? 
What is the answer that Prahlad gave to his father? O chief of the Asuras, the best I've learned in school is one who has accepted temporary material body for enjoying sense gratification is indeed embarrassed by its anxieties because of having fallen into a well filled with, not with water, but with misery. Then he tells his father, give up this ignorant life. Go to Vrindavan. So a pure Vaishnava is a sadhu who speaks truthfully and in a straightforward manner. Give up this ignorant life straight to the face to his father, the greatest of demons. Hiranyakashipu, of course, laughed it off. Ah, oh, it's the innocence of a young child. And then he tells his servants, Oh, make sure he is not associating with any Vaishnavas, any deviant philosophy. Take him back to the school and tell the teachers to make sure to monitor him. So the servants take back Prahlad to the school. Shanda and Amarka, his teachers, ask Prahlad, Prahlad, where did you hear all this deviant Vaishnava philosophy? We didn't teach you. Right? Who polluted your mind? To that Prahlad answers, let me first pay obeisances to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who by his Maya Shakti has deluded the minds of these conditioned souls to see everything in duality. So and so is my friend, so and so is my enemy. But one who is actually serving the Lord, who is attracted to the service of the Lord naturally, does not see any distinction, does not see any duality. Everyone is the same. There's natural attraction just like how iron filings are attracted to magnet. Queen Kunti even says just how the river naturally flows towards the sea. You can't stop it. That's the natural sambandha that we have with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That's what a pure Vaishnava has realized, which we are trying to, we are working on, right? And he is also Titikshava Karunikaha, tolerant and merciful. Can you imagine the very demonic father who so cruelly, so unimaginably tortured Prahlad and yet at the end of it all Prahlad prays to the Lord please deliver my father please be merciful on him and here Hiranyakashipu is getting delivered not only him 21 generations getting delivered that is the quality of a pure Vaishnava Now, these are just a few, and there are 50 qualities in fullness. Um, but for us, conditioned jivas, achieving these 50 may sound like, oh gosh, impossible. Right? 
out of the causeless mercy of Srila Prabhupada, he has even given us concessions on this. I've related this past time before in one of my previous classes. In the context of what I'm speaking now, I'm going to relate that again. I think in a class in, I think was it in Montreal or Boston, I can't remember, Prabhupada was sitting on a Vyasasan like this, giving a lecture to the devotees. So he was hammering home the point, you must be cent percent Krishna consciousness, cent percent Krishna consciousness, hundred percent Krishna, hammering, hammering the point. The devotees listening to all this like, oh, impossible. They were looking downcast. Okay. Prabhupada seeing that from his Vyasasan, he said, he made a concession. Okay, 90% Krishna will take you back. Then there was a little bit of move. It's like devotees, well, yeah, okay, 90%, but still difficult. Okay. Prabhupada sensed it, and as he was stepping down from the class, the Vyasa son, he was stepping down, as he was getting down, he said, even 80% Krishna will take you back. Okay? Then as he was walking down, his chada was like falling off his shoulder. He was walking down, he stopped, he turned around, looked at the devotees and said, even 70% Krishna will take you back. He flung his chadar on his shoulder and dramatically walked out. That's the concession from Srila Prabhupada. 70% of the 50 that we are supposed to have in fullness. And out of these 50, our Acharyas have even made it easier for us. They said, okay, Let's funnel it down. Let's look at the most important ones out of these 50. 26 qualities. Okay, you want to become a devotee? 26 qualities. Focus on that. Right? We've been practicing Krishna consciousness for a long time. Some are new. Okay? Some have been practicing for a long time. Let's do a quick self-assessment. And let's be honest with ourselves as to whether we have conquered any of these 26 qualities. What we'll do is, okay, quick test. Let's just be open, honest about this. All hands up. Lift your hands, please. All of you lift your hands. Quick test. Keep it up. Keep it up there. Don't lower it. Now, I will read out one of the 26 qualities. If you think you have conquered this quality, keep your hand up. If you haven't, lower it. Okay, like that we'll go through one by one. Alright? So, first one. Does not quarrel with anyone. <laughs> All hands are down. Okay, we'll do it another way. Um, I'll read out the 26. You quietly tick in your own mind whether you are actually <laughs> conquering it. Let's see whether we, out of 26, whether we have the pass mark of 13. Okay? 
Let's see, we go through one by one. Just mentally, in your, this one, don't have to put your hand up. First one, as I said, does not quarrel with anyone. Put a cross. Right? Kind to everyone. Okay? Tick or cross, up to you. Fixed in the absolute truth. Fixed. Right? Fourth one. Equal to everyone. Fifth, faultless. Charitable. Mild. Clean. Simple. Benevolent. Meaning we like to give. Right? Peaceful. Completely attached to Krishna or surrendered. Has no material hankering. No material desires. Meek. Steady. Self-controlled. Does not... This is a good one. Does not eat more than required. Sane. Respectful, humble, grave, compassionate, friendly, poetic, expert, and the last one, silent. Okay, who got 25 out of 26? Hands up. Who got 13 out of 26? Who has conquered at least one out of the 26? I like your honesty. Nobody's hand is up. Right? So what does that mean? Does this mean that for the years that we are practicing in Krishna consciousness, that the process is not working? Is it something wrong with the process? No, we know it's not true. We know the process is working. How do we know that? Think about the time before you were a devotee. Think about how you were dressed. And now think about how you are dressed as a devotee. You've got the tilak. Having the tilak on your face itself is progress. A chanting, getting up early in the morning, attending Mangala Arati, and reading the scriptures, honoring prashadam, doing all this. We know the process works because of the change that we have gone through over the years. But we still haven't mastered any one of the 26. It means, comes down to one single quality that is the most critical out of the 26, which is Krishna Eka Sharanam. To what extent are we surrendered to Krishna? How full is our faith in the Lord? Shraddha. That's where it starts, Shraddha. If you think back of the time when we first joined Krishna Consciousness, young, new devotees, we were very enthusiastic. Okay? And if you plot a graph of our development or advancement in Krishna Consciousness, consciousness from that time, you would find that initially from the beginning, there is a sharp spike in your development in Krishna Consciousness. 
you felt at that time you can conquer everything, you grab every single devotional service that comes your way. You're so, so eager to do service, you grab it. And then it comes to a point where you feel, gosh, this is exhausting. But then still you keep the enthusiasm. From that point, there is still an increase in the graph, but that grief, the, the, the gradient of that increase is now lower than the initial spike. Initially like that, then it goes like that. Then comes, as you stay longer in the movement, as you grow older, as your enthusiasm is like getting challenged, you find sometimes that it plateaus. It goes flat. That is the danger point. That plateau indicates that's the extent to which you have chosen to surrender. Where we are today in our advancement in Krishna consciousness is an indication the extent to which we have chosen to surrender to Krishna. Whether it's plateauing or whether it's still going up, it's because of our degree of surrender. So do we change the process? No, we keep going. We keep going as is because we know the process works. It's just the cleaning of the heart. We just got to stick with the process, associate with devotees. Association with devotees is not coming to the temple and finding your little social group in the temple premises. Association of devotees means that you actually come to look out for the advanced devotees in the community where you can learn good qualities to become better Vaishnava. And we then participate in the devotional service. Distribute books, read Prabhupada's books, honor Prashadam, all that we do. And yes, it's taking place, the change is taking place. But within our heart and mind, there must be that ownership, that confession to our own self that I am not actually sincere enough in my surrender. Only when we look in the mirror and tell ourselves, I need to be more sincere, instead of putting these boundaries within ourselves, okay, this is where I've come to, beyond this, no, I cannot progress anymore. I still want to have my one foot in Krishna consciousness and one foot out there where I can still be focused on my material desires. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't also mean that we give up our activities. Bhagavad Gita chapter 8, text number 7. Tasmat sarvesu kalesu. Maam anushpara yudhyacha. Mai arpito mano buddhir. Maam evasyashi asamsayaha. Tasmat sarvesu kalesu. Tasmat means therefore, sarvesu kaleshu means at all times, 
Maam Anusmara, keep on thinking of me. This is Krishna telling Arjuna. Go on, continue remembering me. Okay. Yudhyacha, he's telling Arjuna, do your duty, do your prescribed duty. And his duty is what? Fighting. Krishna is telling Arjuna, do your fighting. That's your duty. Similarly, we have our prescribed duty. Whether you're a family man or a householder or a mother to a child or going to work or whatever, you have your duties. But Krishna sighs all those duties with the knowledge. That's why the next line is, Mai Arpito Mano Buddhir. With your mind and intelligence fixed on me, go on remembering me and do your prescribed duties. You will attain me without doubt, Krishna tells Arjuna. That's how we keep on on this journey. And I conclude with this one last sentence. It's a nice sentence I heard in a class. I thought I'll repeat it here. All day long we must preach. And when necessary we speak. Meditate on that. All day long we preach. And when necessary we speak. What does that mean? Yes, preaching where like this, sitting on a Vyasasana or giving class, that's direct preaching. Okay, that's speaking. Okay. But the first part where it says all day long we preach, it means all day long we behave as a Vaishnava. And that's why we got to always revisit the 26 qualities that we have gone through, not even the 50. And in revisiting that, we revisit only that one single quality, our sincerity, the extent to which we surrender to Krishna. Hare Krishna. Questions, comments, mistakes? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Matra Manoji. I am really happy to hear your lecture today. You covered so many things in such a short time. When I was reading this verse yesterday, I said, how one is going to address this? And you have qualified completely, 100%. Because this verse, very easy to just pass time, but you have told us so many wise things. Wisdom. Thank you once again. No wonder why our Guru Maharaj called you Mathura Manohar Ki Jai. Hare all, Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. That's Hare all I can Krishna say. Uh, my question is, you are a, if I may say, very wonderful speaker, can be erudite. How to absorb our mind in the lotus feet of Krishna so we can remember him all the time? That's what you are telling. Stick to the process. Simple. Prabhupada has given us a process which works. We don't have to change that. We just got to stick to what the system that Prabhupada has already given. Yeah, your realization. Your realization. One, well, two, three, four, five. Yeah. 
my realization is nothing new. I've just been sticking to the process, that's all. And I've been just trying, that's all. Just try. Can I say, mm. I'll say start with A, B, C, D, E. Mm. A means association. Mm. B means reading Srila Prabhupada books as much as possible. C is chanting the holy name, very, as Prabhupada said, Matamara said, very absorbed in Krishna's name, holy name, because there's no difference. Even Krishna's name is greater than Krishna. So, if we chant the holy name, absorbed in that, that will, so that's C. D is deity worship. How beautifully the deities are worshipped in Melbourne Mahaprabhu temple. More or less, uh, like Vrindavan. So, what Prabhupada said, Melbourne is Vrindavan. You don't have to go to Vrindavan. From Vrindavan itself, we can, as you have done, <laughs> you have the example. <laughs> so, D and E, of course, we know. Eating nice prasadam, everybody is waiting. So, I won't, I'll stop here now. And there are so many other things. So, I won't cover E, I can cover later on. Thank you once again. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Prabhupada said here, yeah, any, Prabhupada said here in Melbourne, on this very same Vyasasan, as soon as you offer yourself to be enjoyed by Krishna, you can be in the material world or the spiritual world as you desire. If you want to remain in the spiritual world, then this temple is the spiritual world. We are not living in Melbourne. This is not Melbourne. This is Vrindavan. So then Prabhupada concludes that quote by saying, if you stick to this temple service, Krishna's service, then you are in the spiritual world. That is your position. Hare Krishna. Krantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Srila Prabhupada ki, jai. Oh, sorry. There was a question. Well, first of all, I would say thank you so much for the very inspiring and reflective class. Personally, I felt very, very much inspired. I was wondering about the plateau state that you describe as the most dangerous one that devotee can experience. But at the same time, I was reflecting on the power of the process itself. But being in the association of the, at least trying to maintain in the association of devotees, it's difficult to mind to keep ourselves in that plateau state for a long time. In the sense that, uh, like classes like today, for example, it's a push for us to move. And that is also the power of the association of devotees, the process itself. But also, how to take advantage of that and not remain comfortable in that plateau state that is most dangerous. Think back about this pastime, Srila Prahlad Maharaja's pastime. 
think about the trials and tribulations that he went through. It may be difficult to connect to Prahlad Maharaj's pastime because it's like, oh, it's just unimaginable, we can't go through that. But at the practical level, based on what we are going through day to day, we know we have got this wonderful opportunity by being in this Hare Krishna movement to make advancement in our spiritual life, to become a pure Vaishnava. We know that. Okay? And yes, in that journey, we have these challenges. Because Maya, through the modes of material nature, she is doing her duty. It is her job to keep us challenged this way. And there is no way but to surrender to the lotus feet of Guru and Krishna. Prahlad Maharaj, he said, I can't serve the Lord directly. I can only serve my Guru. So let me continue to serve Narada Muni, my Guru. So when we have moments like this, where we always do, that is the time where you got to just pull back a bit and you got to go within yourself and pray, reach out, call out to Guru. Magical things will happen because you cannot imagine the potency of the Guru. When we are in so much trouble, instead of focusing on the trouble and instead of saying, yeah, I'm going to use my own mind and intelligence, my own capability. No. You first surrender to Guru and say, please give me the intelligence with your mercy to actually go through this challenge. Have I touched on something that could be comforting to you? Nine thirty, Prashadam time. Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Prabhupada ki jai. All glory to Sushila Prabhupada.